do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter. But they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and a happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. I know I say it every single day, but I really mean it today. I hope you're ready for a lot of fun over the next two hours. Your favorite daytime sports talk and entertainment program is on the air, Game Plus Television. And uh, for our The Bell subscribers, it's a free preview for all of April. Tell your friends if Bell is your cable service or satellite provider, Game Plus is free for the month of April. So uh, tell your friends, get them on over here. And checking it out. We do not have the moose with us today. He's doing business. Some very important business meetings today. So we've brought in a very important guest. Two of them, actually. Canadian sports icon. Rod Black is going to be with us an hour two. And another Canadian sports broadcasting icon. Bryn Mighty Mouth Griffith is with us an hour one. From Edmonton, the Mighty Mouth himself. Where's the bell? How you doing, Bryn? Welcome to the RP Show. Uh, hey. Uh, I, first and foremost, as I say every time I'm on your show, I hate the word icon being used for me. But thank you for that. I'll continue to send the checks. Dude, I hate it too. It's always people younger than you that are saying, we have an icon here. I don't feel old enough to be an icon. But I, I know what you're saying. I know. Just take it and say thank you, as you did. Okay. Uh, hey, listen, coming I, up I'll on the... That. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, up... I'll do that. And the other one's legendary. I hate that. It just tells me I'm old. That's all. I know, I know, I know. Listen, I can you hit the quick six show horn, uh, Director Jordan, please? I just, we're going to talk NHL. We're going to talk some Leafs, Raptors, Lakers, Tiger, Blue Jays, Dub, all of that coming up in the quick six. But I want to recognize something as two guys that have spent a significant amount of time in our lives in the province of Saskatchewan. For me, all but uh, one, all but two of my 49 years spent in the province of Saskatchewan. April 6th is the anniversary of the worst day in Saskatchewan history. We all know what we're talking about there. The Humboldt Broncos bus crash was April 6th, 2018. So today is the four-year anniversary of it. I would be remiss if, if I didn't acknowledge it, but I'm not going to sit and uh, talk about it for two hours either. It's, it's worldwide, obviously. Last night at the Leafs-Panthers game here at Sunrise, Florida, there was a guy wearing a Humboldt Broncos shirt, and I wondered, is, does he wear that every day, or is he just wearing it because we're on the eve of the anniversary? doesn't matter. People will find their own way to honor and remember the 16 people who lost their lives in that bus crash, the 13 others who had their lives altered forever, and everybody that was affected by it. Because I've been, as I said to Bryn before we went on the air, I've been talking with survivors today, their families, and um, we'll never forget. But I don't really want to go back to that day either. Bryn, but uh, your thoughts. Well, you know what? It, it's uh, It's yeah, it's a day you got to remember, but I, I'm one of these guys, I tend to look forward, I don't look back. What's happened has mm -hmm. happened. I think the key is to make sure that it doesn't happen again. I also think that it's foolhardy to think that it probably won't happen again at some point because these kids and these teams, not just hockey teams, volleyball teams, football teams, travel on the road all the time. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised it doesn't happen more. I hate even thinking that. But it, mm -hmm. it's one of those events where I pause, I reflect, 
uh, lost 16 souls on that bus. It also makes me remember back to uh, December 30th of 1986 when the Swift Current Broncos bus uh, flipped over. And uh, I have such vivid memories of both of those two days. And, you know, obviously we lost four players in, in that horrible accident as well. But I, I think it's important to uh, reflect. It's important to look back. But the biggest thing for me is to make sure that we do everything possible to make sure that it doesn't happen again, or at least to make sure that uh, we put ourselves into a situation where it won't. Well said, and uh, thank you. And I just want uh, the community of Humboldt and the families affected to know that we haven't forgotten and we are with you today. And uh, we'll be thinking of them throughout the day, but I, we think about them every day. I know I do. So uh, moving on from there, yes. comments are coming in about last, last night's hockey games. And I got to tell you, I went with my good friend uh, Cam Sebastian and his lovely wife Chantel from Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling, one of the day one sponsors of this fine program. If you sponsor this show, you can find yourself going to games with us. That's what we did last night here at Sunrise. Leafs. Panthers. It was so dang much fun, Bryn. And I got to say, here's the wire story. Jonathan Huberdeau scored his second goal of the game in overtime and also had three assists, helping Florida overcome a four-goal deficit to beat Toronto 6-5 Tuesday here in Sunrise. The Atlantic Division leading Panthers trailed 5-1 midway through the second period before roaring back. Eric Jalgren turned away 20 of 23 shots for Toronto before taking a puck off his mask late in the second. Uh, Jack Campbell replaced him and stopped 22 shots. Mitch Marner had two goals and a helper. And Johnny Tavares, Jake Muzzin, Colin Blackwell, and William Nylander also scored for the Leafs. Austin Matthews had three assists. He did not break Rick Revive's single-season goal record last night, despite a million chances Austin Matthews had. So, A, the game was a hell of a lot of fun, Bryn. Huge crowd. A uh, lot of goals. Like I was watching on NHL Network this morning, the highlight package took an hour. 12 yeah. goals or whatever it was 11 goals last night and i and i'm going to roll this into one here you can take it wherever you want off this here was the buzz around me in the arena last night from everybody why can't the leafs get their act together why can't they win a stanley cup what is wrong with this team because i'm watching the power play tavares marner uh matthews uh morgan riley like my god it's 100 million dollars on their power play they can't get their act together and I didn't say well, anything. I'm glad, I didn't to everybody. I'm glad that you uh, you were there and that there was a proper buzz because the last time I was there, the buzz was from the air conditioning unit I could hear it upstairs. And prior to that, I was there for the McDavid draft. But I always believed that if things ever turned around, then it would always be a, a very comfortable hockey market. They, the people who go really do enjoy it. The, the thing, too, before we talk about the Leafs, I want to talk about Florida for a second. They're 11 points clear right now of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champs. And uh, the question, and people keep going back to the defending champs saying, well, they're the team to beat. Are they? Are they really the team to beat? Florida right now, for me, just seem to, even if they're asleep for half of the hockey game, seem to get it together. And they're ready to go for the back half of the game. And you're never, uh, you're never comfortable when you're playing the Florida Panthers. As for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I really don't know what's going on there. I, I, I watch and I shake my head some nights. And other nights I go, wow, these guys might be getting it together. But I watched that game last night, build up the 5-1 lead. I'm thinking, oh, this is a big, this is a statement game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I turned away and started watching a few other games. I come back, it's 5-5. I'm going, okay, so the real Leafs showed up. But are they the real Leafs? I don't really know what to say there, Rod. No, and that's, that's a, this 
year's Leafs problem. But historically, because we had Rick Vive on yesterday, and so there's only been four Leafs in history score 50 or goal more. Sorry, 50 or more goals. There's only been four in 100 and how many years of Leafs yeah. hockey? What? There's something wrong with this team. So I see the comments are coming in, and I, I'll get to those in a second. Ray watching on Game Plus TV in the six. Scarborough, Ontario watching. He says, hey, Rod, what a wild one in Florida last night. I never really appreciated how good Jonathan Huberdo is. Him and Barkov were unbelievable last night. Have a good week. That's why the Panthers love us here so much with this show and have been so accommodating because we're getting the word out for them because nobody talks about them down here. And you know that, Bryn, well, and we can go down that road. But just as far as the Leafs, let's just spend a second on this because this was the buzz around the people in me in the arena last night. The people that knew hockey, a lot of people didn't. Most people in the arena, God bless the Panthers fans, but they had no idea that Austin Matthews was poised with his next goal to set a Leafs franchise record. They didn't know, they didn't care. Here's the thing about Florida Panthers hockey fans, and I think a lot of you as hockey fans, they go to the game, if the team's winning, cheer loud, have fun. Tomorrow, put on the beach, close, go to the water, see you later, see you next game. They're not thinking about it in between. They don't sell out the rink, win or lose. That's the Dolphins. Okay, that's football. That's another story. That's not the way hockey is here. But the one of the things that came up in my mind, the pressure that's on the Leafs. You've heard their staff say that. I think you've heard their players say that. God knows we've heard the broadcasters say it's the pressure. You can't get away from. I don't want to say it because I'm not. I don't want to let anybody off the hook because of pressure. But then somebody else said it, and I'm like, I, I was thinking that, but then I thought. Well, if that was the case, pressure uh, hinders your ability to win a championship, then the Dallas Cowboys would never win a Super Wait, they don't win a Super Bowl. But you know what I mean. Then the Yankees would never win a World Series. There's too much pressure? Come on, Brian, that can't be it. I just believe it's the way the teams are built. Uh, I believe that if you play in any Canadian market, there's a ton of pressure. It's, It's how the team is designed and how the team is being built. And I will actually draw a line or a parallel between the Leafs and the Oilers in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers are a fun team to watch generally during the regular season, but are they built and designed to to win in the playoffs? So now I got to say, is that the same of the Toronto Maple Leafs? They're fun to watch during the regular season, but when the playoffs roll around, are they truly designed to win a 2-1 game? And I don't think that they are. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers are designed as much as they say they are. I don't think that they're designed to win 2-1 hockey games. Although, uh, you know, last night might be just that rare occasion. But, but nonetheless, I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the pressure. There's pressure everywhere in Canada. And I just think that it's the way the teams have been built. And I think that that's the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. If things, when things are going great and it's freewheeling hockey, just like it is in Edmonton, they're pretty tough to beat. But when the going gets tough, it's a lot harder for both of these two teams to win. And, and I just, I, that's my take on it anyway. I'm welcoming any and all opinions, uh, Bryn, but I just, I'm watching them last night saying this is a good team and it's inter- a talented team. And it's interesting, yeah. um, you know, I've often said with Edmonton, you're kind of, like, for those that don't know, Bryn has a star-studded resume. Uh, you launched Team 1260 Radio in Edmonton, which is now TSN Radio Edmonton, worked in the Oilers front office, afternoon drive host on Fan 960 Calgary, broadcaster for the Moose Jaw Warriors. That's where I first fell in love with Bryn uh, way back when. So he's got the resume, but the Oilers are Toronto West in terms of pressure, and they've got five Stanley Cups. I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. 
And if you really looked into the game last night, stupid penalties. Leafs caught with too many men on the ice in, in one key sequence yeah. or another. They're chasing and icing, and I can't remember who it was. The Leafs defenseman had a hold of the Panthers player's jersey. Boop, arm goes up, holding. Stupid penalties. And then there were times Cam from Broncos sitting beside me. He's like, the Leafs look like they don't care. Yeah, that happened in Game 7 against Montreal last year, too, just so you know. Like, they, there's not a lot of heart there with the Leafs as well. So I'm sorry I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. But I just think, uh, you know, goaltending's a big thing, too. And my goodness, look where you are sitting in Edmonton. But last night, Sergei Bobrovsky gets pulled after the Leafs made it, I think, 4-1. And he's $10 million a year. And I think the goaltending position is the most important on the ice. I really do. But you can't just find a goalie and give him $10 million and say he's your most important player, which is what they kind of did with, did with Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, hey, really hot or really well, cold is one Sergei Bobrovsky. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got to jump in here, too, because the one thing, so we're talking, what's wrong with the Oilers? What's wrong with the Leafs? Both teams are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. There's nothing wrong with that. So I don't know. Uh, the expectation levels are way up here, and they're still playing well here. And they're starting to surge their way towards a playoff spot. Obviously, the Leafs are comfortable. The Edmonton Oilers, I think, are four, maybe five wins away from solidifying a playoff spot. I think probably they're sitting at, what, 87 points. They just need eight more points. They just need four more wins. They'll be fine. But everybody, it's just everybody wants to worry about their particular team. I, I think that for some reason, the Leafs and the Oilers fan bases are a little jumpy and a little more negative at times. When things are going great, they're all on board. And when things are going a little soft, I don't see how 7-2-1, and one, you're going soft. And like, what's wrong with these two teams? But I do okay. believe there's something to the pressure that's put on them by the fan base because 7-2-1 and one is fine in 10 games. Let's not stray from the question, which yeah, okay. was why can the Toronto Maple Leafs not win a Stanley Cup? Because I poised that uh, question on Twitter last night, and I had a lot of Leaf fans writing me going, well, the Panthers haven't won a playoff series since 1996. <clears throat> Brent, we talked about my other career, certified mental health and addiction recovery coach. I'm pretty good at uh, conversations, communications, and arguments. Don't deflect. We're not talking about the Florida Panthers. I'm not talking about the last 10 games. Producer yeah. Clark... The, one of the biggest Leaf fans I know writes in here and says the Leafs are 33-1-3 this season when leading after two periods. Fun fact. Now, he's not necessarily deflecting there. The question is, why can't they win a Stanley Cup? Don't deflect about what your record is after two games. Don't talk about the Florida Panthers, and let's not talk about the orders in the last 10. The question is, why can the Toronto Maple Leafs not win a Stanley Cup? And nobody has given me a correct answer yet, or even one that I would believe. Okay, I'm old, so let's go back. When did they win the last cup? 1967. 1967. How many teams in the league? 1967. Okay, Six. so 1967. How many, how many teams in the league that year? Six. Or was it not, 12? Not I don't know. I wasn't born yet. Not. Still, the odds are a lot greater. Uh, it's a lot harder now <laughs> to win. Like, to win two in a row is amazing for me. Uh, I think it's a lot harder to win a Stanley Cup now than it ever was back in the day. And I don't want to take anything away from the Montreal Canadiens winning 20-plus Stanley Cups, but most of them were during the original six years. Uh, I just I think it's harder to win now than it was. And in fairness, too, the, I did watch the Leafs win their last Stanley Cup, but it was on a small black-and-white TV. I don't even think we even had heard of a color TV where I was growing up. 
So it's been an awful long time. I think there's pressure there. I just, but I still think at the end of the day, Rod, it's about how teams are designed and how teams are built. And uh, I just don't know if they're a playoff team. We'll see if they get by the first round this year. Well, again, we can look at it at the micro level, the macro level. They've had a revolving door of coaches, a revolving door of goaltenders, which is a key position, uh, general managers, you name it. Uh, so that's for the Leafs nation, the Eastern Canadian viewers specifically, although there are a lot in the West too. Nobody has yet answered the question sufficiently to me. Why can't the Leafs win a Stanley Cup, although Bryn's taking a hell of a swing at it? So we're just getting rolling, and we're already out of time for the first segment. We'll be right back with the second. More of the NHL games, talking Tiger, the poll. We'll get to all of it. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network. Free preview on Bell for the month of April. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.